Welcome to Let's Talk Speak On It. I'm your host, Tamika Cozy. Thank you all for tuning in and joining us today. And today we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, Jessica has come on to join us about a couple of weeks ago. I did make a TikTok regarding her mushroom tacos that she had made, and they were very delicious. And I thought that you all would love to hear her story. Jessica, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So first of, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, a little bit about me. I am, whew, where to start? <laughs> so Chicago raised, um, really have just been in this now, this current chapter of my life, really have just been on an exploration um, I feel like 2020, just as most recent, was a time that allowed for folks to step back, give life some thought. What are you really trying to get out of it? You know, um, in my opinion, there's more to life than a nine to five clocking in and clocking out and struggling to balance work life. You know, so I'm just in a position now where I'm trying to find what is life now? You know, what can we evolve into? How can we be better? Um, but about me, background-wise, you know, have come from a recruitment background, you know, dealing with folks, helping people find jobs that are going to change their life. For me, that's something I have found I had passion for, um, just not so much the corporate world. So now, again, you know, circling back to where I am now is, again, on that journey to find what more can we do other than just being kind of that that cog, so to speak, in the wheel, you know. Um, that's a little bit about me. And now you mentioned that in 2022 that you took a step back. When you did take that step step back, what came to mind? Was the realization of what I am passionate about and what I am not. Um, you know, taking it back to my most recent employer, uh, again in recruitment, making good money, have years of experience. Um what was not loving the job. And in my opinion, you have to find something you're passionate about and you got to do some self-exploration. I'm huge on you needing to try things to find out what you like and what you don't like. Those are just as important as what you like, you know, weeding it out. Um, so been on this kind of self-exploration in the midst of all that, had my first daughter at tw in 2021. Um, so she's a little over two years old. So that was another curveball. That, Congrats. Thank you so much. Thank you. So again, life continues to move forward, but you just have to take those minutes, that time, whatever it looks like in your schedule to step back, what it's important to you, what are you trying to get out of it? So a big focus for me is work-life balance. Um, of course, in this entrepreneurial journey, um, you find out a lot of things about yourself and I'm all about that. You know, so it's really just finding your balance, what you're good at and putting it into application or into motion, if you will, um, and bringing folks that have that same mission on your team on board. Um, and I think that's just as important as your idea. You have to find the right folks to be in your village to help that get across the finish line, help each other. Um, it's It's been a a badass adventure, if I must say. <laughs> <laughs> and now you mentioned the entrepreneurship journey. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the business that you have started and what led you to start this business? Absolutely. So 
I'm going to take y'all back to 2019. It's July of 2019, and I'm scrolling on Instagram, and I come across a dish. It's primarily where I was focusing on seeing these videos was in Southern California, and they're called Quesadilla Tacos. Now, the the in the baseline of what attracted me and kind of ignited that fire, if you will, I'm very visual, very colorful. I love color. So the dish in itself, without knowing anything about it, if you look at it, it's a beautiful dish. It can be made beautiful. And that kind of piqued my interest. I started doing some digging. Now, the traditional dish itself is made out of goat. I don't mess with goat, right? So there's versions of it that exist most commonly is going to be beef. In any event, I started doing some digging. I love to cook as a passion since I was probably three, four years old. Got it from my grandma um so in all of the all of that kind of ignited the fact that I wanted to explore more about the dish come to find it's actually a dish that comes from a state in Mexico called Jalisco I have never been to Jalisco however that's where my family is from so for me I was like huh a confirmation right <laughs> so it, it piqued my interest I started doing some digging you know started doing some research getting out there tasting the food making some food getting in the kitchen and playing around with it. And at the time was working in recruitment um, and really didn't have at that time, I don't think the foresight to see what could have been truly. So for me, I'm working this full-time nine to five in my recruitment seat. I had to do a lot of traveling. So I would say 40% of my time was traveling at that time. So it was a pipe dream for me. I was like, I'm interested. I love this. Um, I even got some friends and family together and did kind of a blind testing. Hey, come over. I'm going to be making you something. We'll have some cocktails, some appetizers, but I want you to, I wanted to showcase this dish and have mm -hmm. folks try it. And when I saw the reaction of my friends and family, I was like, hmm, we may have something here. Now, again, this is 2019. This is pre-pandemic. So again, at the time working my nine to five, but didn't really have the financial ability to say, hey, let's get something going. I didn't have money to invest in a food truck or a restaurant. Nothing of that nature was accessible to me at that time. So I started giving it some thought. You're going to laugh when I say this, but I'm giving you the real. So I had an idea and I'm like, what if we made food, right? I'm in an apartment at that time. It wasn't okay. feasible to have folks. Come. So I'm like, okay, what if we make the food? Let our friends and family know, hey, on this Saturday, you know, the 24th, we're going to meet up at X location, usually by a big department store or a mall or a theater, whatever was accessible for the core group of people that said, hey, count me in, I'm going to be there Saturday. So I would make the dish, prepackage them. Um, we would say, hey, meet us here at this time. Folks come get their food. And it was a, a model that would allow me to still make the food. Um, still have that interaction with folks, you know, outside of my household, um, but not really have the stress of investing into a truck, a brick and mortar. So it was a pop-up model. That's what I was calling it, a pop-up model. Fast forward, you know, maybe about maybe about six months later, we ended up moving a little change, you know, in our life. So that kind of got put on the back burner. It became more of a hobby. We did a couple pop-ups. They were amazing, but it wasn't feasible at the time. Fast forward a couple more months, I get pregnant, cannot stand the smell of food, of meat, okay. uh, the look of meat, the smell, <laughs> touching it. So that was an even further step back. I'm a new mom trying to figure life out way back on the back burner. The one consistent thing was I love to cook. So whether it's for my household, for gatherings, for holidays, I'm always cooking. So I said, you know what? 
that's a passion of mine. I see art in food. You know, it's it sounds crazy. I'm definitely a foodie, right? Probably goes without saying. Can you elaborate on that a little more? The beauty that, in food? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So when we talk beauty, we think cosmetic, we think luxury, we think, you know, everybody has their own definition. It's relative. But for me, when I see food, I'm looking for the color in it. I'm looking for the flavors. Like I'm getting the taste in my mouth when I'm seeing that plate. And I have found that most folks, even if they don't know it, operate that way. Mm-hmm. How we know is because why do we see all these commercials on TV for fast food, right? Yeah. It's a visual thing. Once you see it, you start craving it. Man, I could go for that sub. Man, I could go for some pizza. Mm-hmm. That's how we work. So with that being said, for me, the impact is like I'm looking for the vibrant colors. And I feel like in our cultures, that's something that's consistent. You know, we like that vibrancy. We like that nature. Um, you know, if you guys go on the social media page, there's even photos of flowers. They are edible. They're It's food, right? And flowers are beautiful. You know, so I'm all about that color, that like that, that pizzazz or whatever you want to call it, that just makes it pop. You know, and it's all about presentation. But this one food, the quesadilla tacos that we're making, they are vibrant just in in themselves authentically. Why? The main cheetah that you use gives it that loud, vibrant red color, you know? So for me, I that was the first way I got attracted was that visual, visual, visualization <laughs> of this dish that I have never tasted from, you know, X amount of states across the, the United States. And it just ignited that little flame in me. Let's play with this. Let's try it out. Let's see what it can do. And it's evolved. It's changed. You know, when we first kicked off, it was a basic menu. We offered the beef tacos. We offered guacamole and chips. The broth that it came with, we weren't even doing rice. It was just basic taco setup. Fast forward now, 2023, we still offer this one dish, but in variations to um, a piece different palettes. We have the beef option. The chicken option came next. And this year, our big boomer was the vegan. And that's what Mr. Mushrooms that you had the opportunity. to. Yes, it is amazing. Very good. Now, what was one of the Mm -hmm. reasons why you decided to put the vegan tacos into your menu also? Couple reasons. So the biggest one for me was I had folks that don't eat meat that are in my friends and family. And what ignited it was having to kind of make those alterations to fit, mm-hmm. right? I want, you're coming over to my house for Thanksgiving. I want you to also enjoy this quesadilla taco, right? So we played around in the kitchen a bit, started expanding the option. In the back of my mind, what I'm thinking is we have an audience that has not been able to taste our food. I did some digging into some of the folks that, that exist in our space here in Chicago that offer the same style food, but they're heavy on the vegetarian option, which is not bad. It's delicious, but it consists of sometimes green beans, you know, corn, different vegetables, uh, nopales, which is a cactus, different options. For me, I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are a great way to kind of run concurrently to the meat. It's very similar. You know, the biggest hitter for me is that you will not compromise the taste with mushrooms. Mushrooms by nature, they're to absorb whatever you infuse into them so that to me was the best option um but really in that landscape where folks can everybody can get some everybody can get some <laughs> yes and i will tell you those mushroom tacos were the best tacos that i have ever had 
They yes, were really you. flavorful, and you cannot tell the difference. You will you will not be able to tell the difference. You did yeah. an amazing job with those tacos. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now I know you mentioned that you had just had a daughter. COVID had just started. So what were some of the challenges that you faced with trying to do your pop-up shop with being a new mom with COVID just happening and different things like that? So the good and the bad of the coin. The good was we had, we have great friends and family that would continue to support throughout COVID. And I think that the model was, had we been a bit more aggressive, it would have probably been something we could, we could have fast forwarded and kind of jumped forward to where we are now. But again, all that in mind, I'm a firm believer in that divine timing. It's going to happen when it's meant to happen. Um, in any event, I am grateful for that friends and family, that network that was still encouraging me, checking in like, hey, you're going to do them in, you know, in the next week or two, you know, what's up? So having them be consistent, but it was definitely the other side of that coin was the challenging part. You know, I, I do have a husband, we're married, and he's definitely an active part. And I think that was instrumental. Um, one thing I realized just having, just being in motherhood, having this new experience is the respect that I have for single mothers. Uh, you know, I grew up in a single mother home, a household, and she did everything she absolutely could and I'm ever grateful. But being in the position of being a mother and having that weight, you know, that you, you can't fail. <laughs> they Everybody got to eat still, mm -hmm, you know? Yeah. So I would think back to the time my grandmother had five children, you know? And she still did what she had to do. She hopped on that bus, you know what I mean, with her children. So I'm like, we got it made. We have a vehicle. We have the mindset to, hey, we're trying to build something. We got to make some sacrifices sometimes. Does baby girl got to come and sit in that backseat with us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was really, in my opinion, making it a family startup. And apart from that, I think the inspirational part for me is being able to one day showcase and show my daughter, hey, you know, college is amazing. Is it for everybody? In my opinion, no. You do not have to fight. You find yourself on that one path. You explore, you see what you mm -hmm. like. But entrepreneurial, whatever that may consist of or look like for her, would always support, of course. But I think the example and showing like, hey, there is more to do out there. You go with your passion, you find what you like, and it's never too late. Amazing. That was a beautiful story. I know you had also mentioned that your pop-up will go to different locations too, and that sometimes you will have your daughter with you also. How was that deciding what locations to go to, what locations to let everyone know that, hey, we're going to be stationed on this street right now? How did you decide that? So what I thought was the best idea at the time was depending upon who confirmed that they were going to be popping up to pick up their food or putting an order in would determine where we were going to be located. So for example, if I had orders coming from the east side, well, we're going to choose something that's centrally located, a Walgreens, a mall, you know, we're just in the parking lot kind of kicking it. Some people stick around, eat, some people just grab and go. Um, but that would be the determining factors, wherever the core orders came from, try to make it some somewhat centrally located for everybody. So it would change. Sometimes we'd be in the same spot a couple of weeks because that's who I was ordering, you know? 
And now I know recently too, you also started delivering the food to uh, different locations too. What was the reason behind that for you all? Exposure. I want people that maybe aren't in my immediate space. Maybe we just connect on social media. Maybe you've heard through a friend and you want to try it, but you're at work. I'll bring it to you. Um, the first week, and it was a, something new we added just since 2023. So I won't forget get my first, you know, kind of day. But that day took me from Cicero to downtown. I'm talking Washington, like we're downtown, all the way up to the north side by Bryn Mawr. Okay. And that was something that I, I wanted to do. I wanted a pilot. And the baseline is I want folks that aren't in this immediate area to be able to get a chance to try it. Also, in my heart, coming from recruitment and like knowing that networking, the most the best advertisement you will ever get that costs you nothing is word of mouth. And when people love something, they're going to share it. You know what I mean? So that's the hope. The hope is that I'm reaching a bit further out of my normal audience, my normal scope. Awesome. And then where do you see your business in the next year or two? So glad you asked. So this year, again, bunch of changes, but the biggest one is we've offered or added onto our menu two options. Uh, the first option being the catering option. But if we go a little bit deeper, that catering is gonna be offering or catering to two separate audiences. We have the ability now where we can pre-make the food. You tell me you want it catered, I will go bring it to you. Dropped off, perfect, ready to go. My favorite option is being able to bring my grill set up at your event and be able to make live tacos on the spot for your people. Now, the food is amazing regardless. It's a food that can warm up well or be reheated well, but having it hot off that grill offers kind of a twofold. For me, it's offering the absolute best experience to my customer because you're getting it hot, crispy, warm, melty, cheesy. In addition, I have learned that it's becoming an opportunity for a deeper conversation to be had with folks that are stepping up to my grill. I am a people person at heart. When I tell you, like, I love people. I feel like there's always something to be learned. I don't care how old, where you come from, what you make, what you are living, something is to be learned. They've walked a path you have not, you know, and I feel like now it's getting a bit better. But during COVID, that was something I, I missed. You would go to the grocery store. Nobody even wanted to make eye contact with you. You know, and I'm I'm one of those like, good morning. Hello, I speak. <laughs> so for me, I was like, this is tough. But having that opportunity to have folks come up because I'm grilling live on the spot. Sometimes there's a line and folks are just, you know, we're conversating. You're getting to know about my business. I'm getting to know about you, what you like. One thing I've come to learn is when you deal with folks' food and money, they are very sensitive and particular to be respected. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I really enjoy that experience. I feel like I'm on a stage kind of just whipping it up. What you need? <laughs> and now for the catering, uh, how will people get in contact with you if they are looking to get food catered? Absolutely. So you have a couple options. You can go to our website, which our business name is J El Chefe. It's kind of an interesting name, if I may. Um, so in Spanish, Jefe means boss. And I thought it would be funny for a play on words to say chefe. My name is Jessica. Everybody calls me Jay. So you're saying Jay the chef. 
in Spanish, but it's J El Chefe. Um, that's J E L C H E F E dot com. You'll find our prices on there. You'll find our contact information. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at J El Chefe, spelled absolutely the same. Facebook, you will find us under that name as well. And on TikTok, the only difference is you want to add the C-H-I at the end. Um, on, on that note, you can definitely get in contact with us via email. Everything's kind of embedded onto our socials and the website. Email, call, text, whatever is easiest for you. Um, but we are here to serve. And now I know you mentioned that you're currently doing more of a pop-up shop. Uh, you weren't able to get like the food truck and things like that. And so if there's someone who is in that same position, who's looking and they're afraid to go out and to do it, they think that, oh, I need to have an actual restaurant, brick and walls, oh, I need the actual food truck. What would you say to them? How hungry are you? I would ask that question. Oh, wow. I would say, how hungry are you? Because I feel like when you don't have an option is when a is the best opportunity to strike because you're at your fiercest you have nothing to lose mm -hmm. all you can do is go up the fear part you're fearful we as humans are fearful fearful for many things but it takes you to push through that to see the other end of it and i promise you being able to be on the other side of it and look back is glory you know, in this space, you are going to fail. And I think you coming to terms with that up front and knowing this is my first time here. I have never done this. I'm going to fuck up and it is OK. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the biggest thing. Your fear, you show, you can hold it. You can be fearful, you know, but put on that face. Find out your plan. Attack it. Be hungry. Stay hungry. And you mentioned fear. What were some of the fears that you had yourself going into starting up this business or even with having your family to come in and to try the food for the first time? So I'm going to be honest with you. Having folks come in and taste the food the first time was a fun part for me. I knew okay. they were going to love it. I'll tell you where the fear came in. So again, working in this corporate uh, recruitment role, um, had transitioned to a new job in March of 22. Fast forward to May of 23, homegirl got laid off. But let me tell you the secret in all that sauce. So again, in that corporate space, love the people, don't like the political or the politics you have to, you have to play, right? Mm -hmm. About four weeks before I got laid off, I put it out there to the world, to the universe, to the gods. Like, I love people. I know I do. I love food. That we know. Um, this space is not for me anymore. And I kind of knew already, you know, like I wasn't I wasn't feeling it anymore. So four weeks later, fast forward, I get that call. Hey, you know, volume has been really low since last year. You were the newest added to the team. We're sorry, but was I fearful? Absolutely. When that call ended, I had a whirlwind of emotions. I was sad, scared, 
happy, excited, both sides of the coin. Now, when they say be ready for what you ask for, because you may get it, you may get it and you need to be ready. And it's very true. At the end of the day, the biggest fear point was I have a family still. We had bought our first home two years ago. So having my daughter and buying the house happen and getting married happened within a 10 day period. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but having a homeowner, having a daughter, not having a job. And I've been working since I was 16 years old. I had one small break, maybe seven months in my life. And besides maternity leave, I've always been a worker. I'm an only child, super independent, like moved out when I was 18, like, you know, life. In any event, so the fear factor hit, like, you've never been without work. I've never been laid off. Um, but the highlight or the silver lining was you have time. You have time for your daughter. You have time to really put your head down and figure out what you're going to do about this business. And after that moment of fear and reassurance from my husband, like, you're good, you know, was that let's do this. And that's really what propelled me to be more aggressive with my business, where I feel like when I was cushy and had work and had the nine to five, there was no sense of urgency. I was not hungry. I was being fed, you know. So now the day off comes, you get over that little hurdle of fear of like, we're going to be OK. We've been in worse scenarios. We will be fine. We figure it out. You have this business that you ain't been taking care of, like get it together, you know? And when I say not taking care of the business has been established in 2019, but the aggressiveness behind pursuing that total independence in that, in that space, that's what I wanted. And I'm like, you asked for this. It is time. You are ready. You know? Mm -hmm. So at that point it took me to get myself on board. If that makes sense. Like you, you're good. You got this. Um, have there been moments of fear since going hard? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we keep going. You're going to be scared and then you're going to be fine. We figure it out. Amazing. Now, when your husband told you not to worry, you got this. What was the first thing that you did after hearing that? Real life? I cried. I cried because, again, we, we've been together eight years this year, but we've been married two going on three and having that safe space that's something new for me again like I mentioned very independent woman since young it takes acknowledgement of you are in a safe space there's somebody looking out for you you are okay you know so having that moment of like because I, I got into that little fear that little panic like oh shit what do we do are we gonna be good can we pay the house can we eat you know we're good. We're good. Figure it out. And he has been nothing but supportive throughout this whole thing. And let me tell you, when I met my husband, homeboy wasn't in the kitchen. He was scrambling <laughs> egg. That was it. Now he's sous, sous chef, you know? <laughs> Amazing. I'm so happy to hear that you do have that support system within your home. So that way you can pursue your passion. Absolutely. It makes a difference. And what I will note here, even if you don't have it, there is still a way. Even if you don't have people in your immediate space, friends, family, there are people out there. You know, whatever you believe in, uh, you need to put it out there to, to the God, to the universe, to whomever you worship, that you need to find those people. Because it don't matter if they're blood or not, if you know them now or you're going to meet them in three months, 
you know, and that's how I feel about you, Samika. Somebody oh, I probably thank you. but because our paths, here we are. And I, I'm a firm believer, you know, the, the story of my testimony to me, I'm still learning it and it's still being built. But everything that we've done since May through now has 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 not been easy, but has not been forced. It has flown, like kind of flowed through. You gotta meditate on it, really think it through, plan it. And even then it may it may not work, but you gotta keep going forward. You gotta put yourself in those uncomfortable spaces. One thing that I heard when I was young and it has stuck with me forever is if you are not uncomfortable, baby girl, you are not growing. You have to change, you know, you gotta shed, you gotta grow, you gotta move. That is a wonderful testimony. Uh, so Jessica and I actually met at the restaurant, The Black Vegan, during our entrepreneurship meetings. And so I have watched her continue to grow within her business, uh, within her social media sites, and also her presence. I am so proud of all the things that you are able to do. I know there are so many people who are listening or watching this and who are afraid to go out and to network. And I was one of those people so many years ago. But just as Jessica has said, if you're hungry, you're going to go and get it done and follow that passion. Yes, that is right. And so if there is someone who's listening, I know with myself, in the beginning, it was a little difficult with going out and networking more. And I know you mentioned that you love networking. You love uh, talking to people. You were a recruiter. Uh, what would you say to those people who are still afraid or who are still, oh, I, I have my nine to five. I have this safety net. I'm not pushing my business as I should be. What would you say to those individuals? I would say a twofold. So if, if you are in a position where you still have your nine to five and you are establishing a business or looking to grow your business, you need to make time for it. Like anything, you know, you're going to be able to determine the aggressiveness, right? I know folks that work a nine to five and are up till two, three in the morning, figuring it out. And I have other folks that don't have that nine to five and are figuring it out. At the end of the day, you are going to determine how hard you're trying to go. As we know, the harder you work, the more aggressive you are, potentially the faster you can get to that goal. What I also would mention is, and I'm learning this still, is your journey is so much more valuable than that destination. Because in order for you to get there, you got to go through it. So you'll deem your aggressiveness. The second thing I will say is when you're in spaces where you have an opportunity to network, listen. Listen to the conversations that are being had. You may not know you have that question yet. You may not need that piece of information yet. But listen. Listen and store that info. Take some kind of opportunity or time to digest that information you heard. Always be on the lookout for, and I find folks miss this one a lot, is when you're in these spaces, just because a conversation is being had about a certain industry or business 
does not mean it doesn't apply to you. A lot of what we have or what folks have that can be shared with you is cross transferable. So they may be speaking about a writing, you know, type business or production, but some of those gems, don't let it be lost just because it's not directed towards you or directly associated to with what you're trying to accomplish. Um, but once you get a chance to digest what you've heard, if you feel valuable, if you feel it to be valuable, is start thinking about what more would you like to know about that? So when you're in these spaces, you have something to add to the convo. But again, we got two ears. Listen to what's being said. Sometimes I find we ask a question to then just interject. But it's like you missed what was just delivered to you, you know. So taking that moment to listen, don't be afraid to be in those spaces um, and give it some thought to what it is you're trying to learn. So when you are in those spaces, you have the, the right questions to ask. Awesome. Amazing. What a very powerful message. And I know everyone is also wondering, when is the next pop-up? <laughs> when is the next time that you're going to be out delivering food so they can get their orders in also? Yes. So now that I am full-time dedicated to the business, I do lunch deliveries, lunch and dinner deliveries every Friday. Um, we're trying to pivot a bit harder into the catering space. So I feel having that consistent Friday will allow folks to, if you needed a lunch, you need a couple lunches, you put your order in as far in advance as you can, right? I'm, I'm available anytime, but Friday starting at 1030 in the morning is when I start hitting the street to make these deliveries. The, in a perfect model, what we would like is for you to get into touch with us prior to Friday, I'd say anytime before Thursday and reserve your plate. Let me know where I'm going, what you need, how much of it you need. And then we'll, I'll, you know, kind of get my roster together and hit our destinations. What I would also offer up too is I don't want you all to feel Friday is the only day. Friday is simply the day that I have on the calendar that is confirmed. Every Friday I'm hitting the street. If you, your business or you know, anybody, you know, needs me Monday through Friday, you reach out, you let me know, we figure it out and schedule it. I'm always open for that. Um, and then with respect to some events, if you follow us on social media, you'll see on the 23rd of September and 24th of September, we will be at some uh, vendor markets. So please feel free to come on over, try out our food. There'll be some other vendors there in that space that you can explore as well. Um, but I'd say best way is get a hold of us through our social media or website. Let's get connected and let me know what you need. And we can custom fit in and tailor that to whatever it is we need to get done for you. Can you drop your social media and website one more time just so we can make Absolutely. sure everyone has it? Sure thing. So our website is going to be J-E-L-C-H-E-F-E.com. And for our Instagram, Facebook, same idea, J-E-L-C-H-E-F-E. And last, TikTok, the same, J-L-C-H-E-F-E, C-H-I at the end. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, your message was so powerful. I have chills just hearing you speak. 
uh, about everything that you've been through, everything that you are overcoming still presently. I look forward to seeing what the future has to offer to you. And I look forward to seeing your business expand. So thank you so much for joining us today. Likewise, Samika, I thank you for the support, the platform to be able to share, but most importantly, your contributions to me just on a weekly basis. Very grateful. Thank you. Your heart and your mercy, sister, sister, girl, do not refrain, speak with your heart.